The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are go for launch. Let's do this. Welcome to the revolution. So far, so good. Super awesome. Imitated, but never duplicated. Prepare yourself. This isn't very pleasant. Live from coast to coast, around the world, and online at JimandTrav.com. Play it! What are you waiting for? Let the revolution begin. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. <laughs> Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Funny enough, interesting factoid here. What's that? The average, you know, he's talking about uh, getting up to 88 miles an hour. Roads, we don't need roads. <laughs> they run off banana pills back then. The they did. Aver- the average price That's of- That's a flux uh, capacitor. Yeah, I really need to get one for my diesel. Um, <laughs> the average price of gas uh, when uh-huh. uh, Back to the Future came out, buck 16 a gallon. Holy cow, now it's like almost five. I, now everyone is literally uh, selling their children uh, <laughs> just to buy a gallon. Nice. What are we talking about? Hey, we're talking about no roads required. And, of course, we've got Chris Queen, co-host of Trekking Outdoors. This guy, he traveled. Yeah, he also walked 58 miles in five days. The man, he's like a Superman. He is. You know, he was actually saving money is what he was doing. Then we're going to be joined by Cat Daddy. And I think he's going to talk about uh, making weights. Like eggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he yeah. pours his own, doesn't he? Yeah. And then finally, uh, we're going to have Brett Jepson. He's a co-host of Target Rich Environment on Sportsman's Channel. Yeah, so they're the crazy guys that hunt feral hogs with helicopters. They do predator hunting. They do thermal hunting. They do deer hunting. And I think they have something like a million acres uh, to hunt on. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so let's get to... Hey, we're going to get to Chris Queen, co-host of Trekking Outdoors. Let's do it. No roads required this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now let's kick off a two-parter with Chris Queen, co-host of Trekking Outdoors on Sportsman Channel, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Oh, see that boy? Watch him hunt. He is the dancing queen. <laughs> he is the queen of hunting. You like? Is it Abba? His? It's Abba. Why Abba. do you always get that wrong? It's not well, it's got Abba. An a. It's Abba. Abba. Uh, his approval rating is much higher than old the Queen face over in there in the UK. <laughs> uh, yeah, just now being joined by Chris Queen. Uh, Mr. Chris, how's it going today, buddy? Oh, it's going good. How's everything going for you guys? Ah, uh, doing great. I'm going to tell you what, you guys, you know, we're going to get to turkey hunting uh, maybe in the, the second part of your interview. I was listening and reading something, man. You guys went on a DIY elk hunt, and did you cover 58 miles on foot in five days? We did. It was uh, It was probably some of the most insane time of my life. <laughs> you know, we, we, we tried preparing ourselves uh, just for the altitude and you know, physically and, you know, getting prepared for hiking the mountains. And, and I thought that I was, but I was not fully prepared to, to experience what our crazy Uncle Steve put us through. 
Yeah, well, you know what? If you ever had an idea to invite us, yeah. don't. Yeah, just pass over on that idea. Yeah. We don't want to yeah. go. If you, got a, if you got a lodge, I'll go. <laughs> well, to make the story even better, we end up getting lost. Uh, Tyler and I got lost one day, and uh, the camp next to us had horses. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we hiked it in every single morning. I uh, woke up at 4 o'clock, did about a two-and-a-half, three-hour hike in, and then just walked up and down the black timber, and we were face climbing every single day. Steve wanted us to face climb the whole first day just to get acclimated. <laughs> it was crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. But yeah, we covered 58 miles in five days. At the end of the day, I at the end of the week, I had blisters on my feet. It was it was insane. Holy cow. Now, uh, <laughs> where were you at in Colorado? Uh, just north of, I believe it was north of Vail, Colorado. We were hunting on public land. That is some steep terrain there, <laughs> yeah, too, <that's>... buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, uh... We camped up at 8,400 feet, Ooh. and then I think at the highest point we got was a little over 11,000 feet, and that's uh, right when we got around like 10,400 where things got a little hairy with the with the air quality. <laughs> yeah, it's like the nosebleed section right there. <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness. every every five every five steps, you know, we took another break and just man, it was, that first day was rough. Yeah, well, you guys actually were living up to your name of trekking outdoors, man. You trekked a whole lot. Yeah, yep, that first uh, opening uh, episode, yeah, we sure did. Yeah, now you guys hunted, what, 11 different states this past season? You covered a lot of country. Yeah, we uh, hunted 11 different states, uh, put about 47,000 miles on our pickup truck. Holy crap. Um, yeah, we, and we're currently putting miles on it right now. <laughs> uh, 47, that roughly, what, about $8.9 million in fuel, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh. I literally just filled up, and the gas was 437 in Illinois. Oh Holy so. cow. Just for gas, really? Yeah, Holy it's went up yeah, over just, 40 cents in the last week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Inflation. We know who to thank for that. Me. It was, it's all my fault. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> all right. So now, Jimbo had a question, and I guess, I guess you want to bring it up, Jimbo? No, I want you to. No, fuel prices. Is it going to... Is it, is it going to affect you? Yeah, is it going to affect your hunting, your plans? Do you think that's going to be a deterrent. Um, a deterrent for most hunters, or do you think we're going to say screw it and just go out hunting anyways? Yeah, I don't think it's going to stop a uh, majority of us, but uh, I know none of us are happy about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you living in Michigan, what, Grand Ledge? I mean, there's a whole lot yeah. of hunting and fishing just in the state of Michigan. I know I was uh, born and raised in Romeo, which is just a little right. north of Detroit, and uh, I know I I hunted there for, geez, 20, 25 years and uh, really, really enjoyed it. But now you're taking off all over the country. Yeah, we uh, we hit Colorado up. Uh, we hunted Iowa, Kansas, uh, Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky, Missouri. Uh, we went to Florida to bowfish. We went, we went everywhere. And then um, this coming year, we're, uh, we're planning on uh, doing some other big hunts. We're going out west to Wyoming and Alaska. Oh, wow. my goodness. Now, were you hunting early season uh, whitetails in the velvet in Kentucky? Is that what you guys were doing? Yeah, we did. Yep. And each day it was over 84, 85 degrees. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're out there in your uh, uh, shorts hunting, you know? Oh, flip-flops and t-shirts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But they were camo. Now, real quick, uh, before we get to a break, uh, let's we'll get back into Alaska in just a second. 
This is going to be a DIY. You guys are going to fly into what Anchorage and then rent a truck and drive like 14 hours or something. What are you guys doing? Yeah, so uh, I know we're working out the rest of the plans that you know as we uh, speak right now. But uh, the plan is to fly in, and we're well, we plan on renting a U-Haul truck, and we're going to camp in that damn thing, and we're going to hike it north as far as we can go into the into the uh, Yukon, and we're going to. Bow hunt and rifle hunt for caribou. Yeah. Now, are you going to go uh, up the Elkan Highway then? Yep. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll take you 14 hours. That'll take you up by the Brooks Range. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's going to take some time, but uh, we're hoping that that uh, that makes for some awesome uh, content and, and that uh, we get to experience some amazing things. You guys do know that you don't have to live up to your name every single episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, well, like... we. I, Tyler, my, you know, Tyler, that's part of the show, you know, we've been best friends and, and, and we always, you know, from the beginning, ever since we've known each other, we always try to one-up each other, one-up the next biggest thing we did. So last year was Colorado, this year it's Alaska. <laughs> yeah, and then next spring it's going to be the Yukon. <laughs> yeah, you'll be our Nepal and Jim Shockey will be your guy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah amazing. Let's do that for sure. <laughs> All right, so we're hanging out talking with Chris Queen, he is the co-host of Trekking Outdoors, alongside uh, Tyler and Uncle Steve. That's Sportsman Channel Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, we got to get to a break. Can you stick around, buddy? Absolutely. Yeah, hey, more uh, Chris Queen right after this. Yeah, but this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Real quick, Chris, uh, before we get to a break, to learn more about you guys, your partners, your wild uh, adventures with Trekking Outdoors, where can we find you online? Yeah, but you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, we're on TikTok as well. All righty. Uh, part two with Chris Queen. Right after this. Don't go anywhere. Elk is yummy. Uh. Bon appetit. Elk, it's yummy. Elk, it's good. Elk, it's yummy. Elk. Recently, we asked if you thought we'd been really awesome these past few months. You guys have been really awesome these last few months. And you agreed. So for even more awesome, check out JimandTrav.com and stay tuned because the super duper awesome show will continue right after these short messages. Chef Scott Laseth is cooking up the world's creepiest critters. Let's eat. You with me? No. <laughs> Iguana, hagfish, and wild boar are just some of the tasty items on this season's menu. I'm cooking smoked pigeon street tacos and whatever else I can think of. That fish is perfect. It's nothing like you've had anywhere. Hey, dead meat! <laughs> dead meat, Mondays at 8.30 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay finishing sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is back with no roads required. Now let's rejoin Chris Queen, co-host of Trekking Outdoors on Sportsman Channel, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking no roads required on this week's show, and we've been talking with Chris Queen in part one, and I got to tell you something. 
He's everywhere. He's he, ubiquitous. He is. We're going to look up what that means. Uh, now, you know, you have been an experienced hunter a long time, but didn't you just, like, this past fall or spring, uh, took your buddy Tyler out and got him his first turkey? Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, he's never been turkey hunting before, and we hunted in our home state of Michigan, and for four days straight, uh, chased the same two birds, and... Yeah, we were able to double up together, and it was his first turkey, and his uh, his adrenaline got pumping. I I've only seen him like that a few times, and and uh, we named the episode "What Just Happened," and the reason why we did that is whenever Tyler gets super excited about something, he's he always says, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, sure enough, after he shot his turkey, that's exactly what he said. And then fast forward into late uh, doe season in Michigan, he shoots his first big doe with me same dang thing wow now now the thing is when you're out there and and you're hunting you know especially with turkey you know you can go for the grand slam here in uh in the lower 48 and right here in kansas to save you gas money you can get three of the four right here in kansas yep need to definitely uh get on that we we plan on doing a turkey tour this year uncle steve and i are going to be bouncing around we're doing michigan south carolina ohio iowa Wisconsin and Minnesota. Wow, really? So we are we are going to bounce around as much as we can, and uh, yeah, we're putting a little turkey tour together now. So have yep. you have you always been a big turkey hunter, or is this something that kind of came on as you got further into your hunting career? Yeah. So uh, the first couple of years, I just did nothing but whitetail hunting, and then um, yeah, I started getting into turkey hunting a little bit about six or seven years ago, and yeah, I just fell in love with it and. Yeah, now now I've uh, killed a couple nice big birds, and I love it. It's awesome. Well, you know, the, the interesting part about turkey hunting, it's never the same. Even though those two birds that you guys were hunting this spring, or actually last spring, uh, it changes because, you know, they could roost in a different area. The, trying to get them cut off to where you can actually get a shot at them or call them in close, it's always tough. Yeah. I mean, it is a challenge. Yeah, those uh, the last day we we have one last day to hunt, and the next day you know Tyler had to go travel back up to Traverse City, which which is three hours from where I live, and we were crawling on the ground trying to cut the turkeys off, and they ended up just turning 180 on us and and went back into the woods, and I knew that their roost was in the the woods across the field where they had been the last three days, so I told Tyler I said, hey, whatever we got to do, we got to get back out there one last morning. Because I know that they, they they roosted in the opposite woods, and sure enough, that next morning we we put a just a hen decoy. We pulled all the rest of our decoys out, put a hen decoy just on the other side of the fence row, and first thing in the morning, we started lighting up the calls. They were they were calling back and crossed right where we wanted them to, and and uh, everything just uh, you know came together. And exactly what I thought they were going to do is exactly what they did, and. It was game over. Yeah. You know, when you can get out there and you can actually figure them out, I mean, you talk about being a satisfying hunt. And especially for for a guy that had not taken a turkey before, I mean, it had to be a real treat for him. Yep. And uh, not only that, but uh, it, was, it was 11 11 inch uh, wow. beard and uh, inch and a quarter spurs. So solid uh, first bird for him. Yeah, right. he's that got was a, a real limb hanger. He's got a bigger beard than Jimbo here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, growing but up, my spurs are. Who there. who was some of your you know let's say outside of family you know who was some of your outdoor mentors you know was it like a Jimmy Houston a Hank oh, Parker uh, Roger Raglan who was it Yeah, it's funny that you just said that Roger Raglan. Uh, I watched a lot of Michael Waddell. Oh, um, yeah. 
yeah, those are those are probably uh, two or two of the guys I watched a lot of Ted Nugent too as a kid. Obviously, yeah, Michigan, He's a Michigan, Michigan guy, and but yeah, yeah, those are you know, some of the main guys that I watched growing up. And I, I watched you know over the years, over the last fifteen years, I've watched a lot of shows, and I've kind of in my own way, I've wanted to take everything that, you know that maybe I loved about a certain show and wanted to put it in and and, and create my own. And uh, that's that's kind of like what we've been trying to do. So yeah, but with your own little spin, though. Yeah, yeah, we want people to relate to who we are, you know, as, as prisoners, and, and and tune into us, you know, as well, you know, not just the hunting, but tune into who we are. So, what made you guys decide, like, one day we're going to start trekking outdoors, and we're going to make this happen, and we're going to go to eleven different states and hike fifty-eight miles in five days? What was that? pushing off point that jumping point that made you guys say hey it's do or die Let, let's make this happen a fifth of seagrams yeah 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 i mean seven eight years ago uh tyler who's an awesome videographer photographer and, and amazing editor we're sitting around a campfire at his house and he asked me the question he goes what do you think about me you know wanting to you know do this and i told him go for it man you know chase it if that's something you're passionate about chase it and then fast forward seven eight years i mean that that media company that we have you know has has gone amazing for him and and then you know we were traveling down to kentucky to do a hunt and we're like let's just go down there let's film it let's let's put something together let's see what we can create and we created a video and when we were done we looked back at it at each other and we're like you know what you know this that was amazing that was a lot of fun and that's when we started trekking outdoors yeah well you know it's really interesting to go from concept to concrete it's a long yep. ways, and all of the walking and, and hiking that you guys have done, all the trekking that you guys have done in order to get the footage, and then that's only part of it. It's putting it all together and making it a viable piece of artwork in order to be able to show it on the air. Yeah, and we try to, you know, we, we do everything in-house on our own, all the editing, all that. We sit right next to each other and put the episodes together. You know, we you know we want to be as real and as raw as we can, and just showcase the real and raw realities of hunting. You know, that's what I think. That's kind of like what we've been trying to brand our 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 name as is you know showcasing the the real side of of hunting and you know what happens to the average hunter. I mean, we we hunted a lot of public and uh, private ground this year, and you know when we went to Kansas, we hunted seven days straight. Four of those seven days, we did all day sits, and you know we we had an encounter, but we didn't harvest a buck. You know, and that happens. That, that happens, you know, all the time. And we we did cold knocking, acquired two different tracks of land, you know. And I we had we had some buddies from Michigan that were down there, and we flipped the coin one day. We got them permission to go hunt that ground, and they hadn't seen a deer in three three full days. They go and sit one hour, and he shoots the biggest buck he's ever shot. Oh wow, <laughs> you know? really? Oh, hey Chris, and we, that was just our yeah. Hey, we've got to leave it right there. We're coming up on a, a hard break, uh, so we've been talking with Chris Queen, co-host of Trekking Outdoors on Sportsman's Channel Wednesday nights at seven o'clock Eastern Time. And this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. That's My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. We got Cat Daddy coming up next. Uh, Crystal, before we get to a break, to learn more about you, your co-host, Trekking Outdoors, your partners, uh, all that crazy stuff, man. Where can we find you online? Yeah, find us uh, Trekking Outdoors on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You bet. Hey, Cat Daddy, right after this. Don't go anywhere. Ugh, what's that terrible smell? 
No, it's just Cat Daddy, the beanhole baron of Cat Daddy's catfishing adventures. And he'll stink up the revolution with Jim and Trav after these words from our partners. But stay current with all things revolution by checking out weekly blogs, wild game recipes, gear reviews, and more at JimandTrav.com. See you after the break. The firearms that made history from classic to cutting edge. It's this amazing concept of a technology. We've moved on to guns that fire 6,000 rounds a minute. Get an inside look at the weapons that changed the world with host Joe Montaigne. Go ahead, make my day. Gun Stories, all new, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Want to get your kids involved after the hunt? Try our new hot dog making kit that they are sure to love. High Mountain Seasonings is your one-stop shop for everything delicious. Visit us online at HIMTNJerky.com. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking no roads required on this week's show. And before the break, we had Chris Queen on. Of course, he is uh, the co-host of Trekking Outdoors on Sportsman's Channel. Yeah, that is a Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Being joined by the man, the Kansas Catman. He is the Whiskered Wonder. Uh, he is the uh, stink bait aficionado. I don't know. Uh, it's Cat Daddy. Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Hey, man, going good, boys. Going good. Been out in the garage pouring lead in my do-it mold. Here, here's a question for you. This is fact or fiction? No, fact or fiction. Fact <laughs> or fiction. Fact or fiction. A catfish always rely on smell to feed. Is that true? Well, I tell you what, they got more scent sacks on their body and Stands on a on a South Carolina beach. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of people say this is another fact or fiction that catfish don't bite during the spawn. Is that true or false? Uh, well, I tell you what, if he's a forty pound blue cat, you're going to get bit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy's hungry. Yeah. What do you expect? Oh, yeah. Now the thing is, they well, you know, I know with bass, they have the lateral lines that they can pick up motion and vibration and so forth. Uh, do catfish have the same thing? If they're whiskers, they're they're like uh, super, super uh, fantastic antennas. Now, isn't it true that a lot of catfish do have, especially in clear water, they do have good vision? I'm pretty sure. 2020. Yeah, <laughs> no, no joke. Seriously, <laughs> whoever gave him a test? That's better than Jimbo. Oh, that's I'm true. What? That's true. He's walleye. Need a pair of glasses on. He's well, Helen wa- Keller's my cousin. Yeah, he's walleye and cross-eyed. <laughs> he's he's just screwed all the time. <laughs> Um, all right, so you're pouring molds out in the garage, right? Oh yeah, boy. Let me tell you, man, because uh, <clears throat> I went down. To, <clears throat> excuse me, I went down to buy some lead. And, oh Lord, have mercy! Mm-hmm. Boy, the price of that went up crazy, crazy price. Yeah, it makes you want to break into houses and start stealing stuff. You know, <laughs> find all or the tearing lead, down telephone lines. <laughs> find all the copper and lead you can and melt it. <laughs> There's enough of that going on already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, a- we've been out here pouring lead, you know, for the last couple of days. And I, I looked at all my finger jars and I thought, heck, I'm getting low on lead. So I, I called my brother up and 
Hell, we went out there and I, I bet we poured 150, 200 pounds of lead. Holy cow. Now, can you ever find like uh, old lead weights at uh, like salvage yards and stuff like that? Junkyards or pretty much they all stripped off? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can find old, old, old hunks of lead down there. You know, plumber's lead and x-ray machine lead is the softest lead out there. It's about the best you could use. Mm. Uh, you know, we poured, I bet, I, I've got you know, approximately... Uh, 75 different types of molds out there. No way. Really? really? Wow. Oh, yeah. I got you know I got every type of mold ever made to man, and we've been pouring it all, too, boy, let me tell you. Holy smokes. Yeah, no, some of them, are, are they like walking leads where, you know, you can uh, use them to drag on the bottom, or are they just oh, yeah, strictly Oh, yeah, yeah, walking lead, uh, double walking lead. I got cannonballs, you know, screwballs, highballs. Man, they got all kinds out there. They even got some, you know, if you want to make your own type of lead uh, mold, you know, uh, they'll sell you a blank mold and you can drill it out and do what you want to it and then pour your own as you like it. I'm going to tell you, you said you poured 200 pounds of lead. That is a heck of a lot of lead. It really is. That's a lot of lead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, question for you. Once you get that lead melted so you can pour it, how long after you pour it in the mold can you break that mold down to pour a second one? Jimbo wants to put I, his finger in it. Yeah. I say about 45 seconds. No, no way. No kidding. It's really? Up that oh, quick. yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Now, you got to be careful when you're heating that lead up. Um, it does pop, spit, and spatter. And uh, you, Brother, get... you don't want to get no sweat or any type of water around that. Yeah. So you got to make another hell of a bomb. Yeah. yeah. That's going to, it's going to hurt bad. <laughs> well, you know, I oh, have. Man, believe me, I got scars to prove it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, I have got an 18 inch gunnel cannon and I have a mold for the cannonball. And uh, I have yet to pour any, but I, it's kind of cool that I have that because I feel like I'm closer to Cat Daddy. How big a diameter ball is it? Uh, just about an inch. I got a whole bunch of them out there, Jim, if you need any ammo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if I guess. We'll take the cannon down on the river and yeah. see if we get any pirates. You can guard the Capitol building there in Topeka <laughs> with the cannon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, with a 1,000 drams of powder, you can shoot a mile. Oh, man. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah, but you couldn't hit anything. No, I can't I mean, hit anything, just... but it shoots that far. Yeah, it's like it's well, going you that get hit way. With a lead ball going that far. <laughs> oh, God, no, no. I'm a, I mean, the, the chances of you getting hit, though, is like uh, finding a pirate. Jimbo seeing straight. Well, you ain't got my kind of luck. I'll probably get hit right between the ears. <laughs> well, back to pouring uh, weights and stuff. You save a lot of money doing your own, don't you? Oh, man. You know, just like Jim was just talking about them inch diameter balls for his little can in there. You go down to the bait shop and buy you about an 8 or 16 ounce egg weight. Yeah. Man, they're like $4 and $4 a weight. No, really? Yeah, $4 a weight, man. Wow. It's, it's like crazy. And then it took you $20 just to get there, and it's a block away from the house. Yeah, yeah the ga- <laughs> gas is $5 a gallon down here now. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know what we're going to do, boy. I'm going to just get in my boat and float. That's it. <laughs> yeah, when you, part of, you get a discount when you go fishing with Cat Daddy as long as you row the boat. <laughs> I'm just pulling them. Yeah, I, I'm just pulling the motor up, putting on the sail. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Cat Daddy, and of course, this guy He's got a website that you can use to sign up to go fishing with him. Uh, Cat Daddy, where can we find you online if we want to book a trip or if we just want to sign up to learn how to make weights? Where can we find there you, you online? Go, 
Cat.com. Yeah, if you'd like to write O Cat Daddy and tell him about your mold, you can do it by sending it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. He's not talking about cheese. He's not talking about old bread. No. He's just talking about his molds. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we have Brett Jepson uh, with Target Rich Environment. We're going to hop on a helicopter and see if we can uh, snipe some catfish. Uh, this has been brought to you, though, by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, you are the absolute best. We love you, buddy. Everybody needs to get out there and go to doitmolds.com find you some cheese. Keep molds and you pour some high or lead. I'll never go fishing again. This is the end, my friend. The only one I caught was the dog on small debate. Had him up before I got him ashore, and I'll never go fishing again. JimandTrav.com has so much stuff about the outdoors. It's scary. <laughs> oh, sorry. Punch up JimandTrav.com now and check out the archives. Tons of professional outdoor tips and tactics. And send along some feedback so we can customize the show to what you want. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back. Check this out. He's a lean, mean, swine-shanking machine. That is a uh, rare breed. That's a Himalayan rock pig. Ham it up with Pigman and Pals every Sunday night on Sportsman Channel. They'll be bringing home the bacon as they put a serious dent in the world's feral hog population. Now, it is just out of control, man. If it's edible, it's on the menu. Everything we shoot gets processed. That's exactly what's going on. Join the fun. Pigman the Series, Sundays at 8.30 on Sportsman Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today, it's no roads required. Now, kicking off a two-parter with Brett Jepson, co-host of Target Rich Environment on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking no roads required on this week's show. Before the break, we had Cat Daddy on. This guy has some strange concoctions to catch catfish. Yeah, and we're fixing to be joined by Brett Jepson. He is the co-host, Target Rich Environment, all new uh, show, Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to go hunting with three curls. Uh I'm going to use Cat Daddy as my deposit (laughs) is what I'm going to do. Mr. Brett, how's it going today, buddy? Doing well, doing well. How are you guys? Doing doing well. Now, the thing is, uh, Three Curls Outfitter is headquartered in Texas. What part of Texas and what do you hunt for? We are just south of Dallas, about 30 minutes, and pretty much everything that there is to hunt, we're going after it at one time or another. So we started with Ducks and Dove years ago, and now we're doing pigs, quail, uh, pheasant, turkey, you name it. Yeah. Now, you guys are one of the largest outfitters in Texas, and you actually partnered with uh, Heli Hunter LLC. Like, two great forces have combined, and it's... We have a tornado. There's awesomeness in the outdoors with ammunition and camo. Is that basically what's happening? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we were on the ground with Three Curl hunting with thermals, and... uh, Knocking back the pigs here. It's a big problem in North Texas. All of our farmers and ranchers are battling it. And yeah. Heli Hunter was hunting a lot of the same property with the helicopter. And uh, so we joined up, and Three Curl and, and uh, Heli Hunter have now merged, and we're one company. And so we've been doing it for two years together now and cutting back on the pig population. And we decided to, hey, let's go ahead and film this and put it on TV. And that's when the Target Rich Environment show came into play. And it's just kind of a um, it's been a win-win for everybody. Yeah, we have done numerous shows on hog hunting, and of course, 
Texas is a target-rich environment down there, isn't it? Sure, sure. There's plenty to do here. So there's always pigs. You're never going to get rid of them. Uh, but then when dove and duck season come around, we're chasing those two, turkey season. A lot of game down here, a lot, lot to do. I'm going to tell you what, probably your biggest spokesman ever is Pig Man. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say he likes going down there and waxing the hogs with you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, but- oh, man. It, it, and he's a hoot. When he comes in, <laughs> a lot of pigs die, and we have a lot of fun doing it. Um, as, long, as long as we can keep him under control while he's here, um, we end up knocking back a lot of pigs. Yeah, just keep <laughs> It's it, been a lot of fun. Keep lots of Ridlin on hand. You know, you got to keep this man in check. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you what. I was looking at your place, dude. You built a gorgeous 14,000 square foot lodge. What is it? Sleep up to 40 people? Yep, absolutely. Um, 40 people. We've got 12 bedrooms and um, a giant event center that's attached to it. That's kind of where Heli Hunter and Three Curl ended up coming together. We were building a new lodge at Three Curl. Heli Hunter was building a new lodge. They were going to be miles apart from each other. I got with Craig and we just said, hey, let's just build one mega lodge. It'll be better for everybody. Um, and then our wives got involved, and now it's, it also doubles as a, as a wedding venue in the oh, off-season from the hunting month. And so we've got this big, pretty lodge with a lot of fun things to do, axe throwing, shooting ranges, you name it. Um, so it's kind of a bachelor's paradise, and um, it doubles as an event center as well. So it's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, now, you, you were very big into waterfall hunting. Are you still big into waterfall hunting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I have my duties here at Three Curl with, with duck hunting, and we run duck hunts the, the entire season. But I, I take a few days off from my guiding duck hunts to go duck hunting, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, water, waterfowl is still my passion. That's why I started this, and, and that's why I do this year-round. But we prep for ducks year-round. We're, we're planting corn. We're planting millet. We're moving water. We're flooding stuff once season comes around. That's still our main passion. There's just a, a lot of other things that go into the outfitter to make it to where it's a year-round business. Um, but duck hunting still where it all started for me. Yeah. Now, between like watching Pigman and Target Rich Environment, again, that Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, brand new series. So cool. Um, you guys hunt a lot of ground there, you, you know, at uh, Three Curls and then with the Heli Hunter. How many acres do you guys have, like leased, I guess it is, uh, to hunt on? So with um, with Three Curl Outfitters, we have about 200,000 acres all over North Texas of, of an immediate range from our lodge. Within an hour's drive that we can hunt from our lodge, our lodge we have about 80,000 acres. Um, when you combine Heli Hunter and Three Curl Outfitters, we've got over a million acres. We're at about 1.2 million acres right now. 1.2? Holy oh God! So now, now I will say we don't actually have full exclusive rights to all that land because a lot of Heli Hunter land, um, we, we don't have full exclusive rights. It's not, or rights. It's not like I have it under lease and I can go out there and use it whenever I want. We fly that much property with the helicopter, but we only fly it once or twice a year. We've got a very small window that we fly with the helicopter and we cover that ground, but not like I just have a, a over a million acres to go play on anytime I want. I wish I did. Well, <laughs> if, if you go play with Brian Waka, I got to tell you, uh, you do a lot of hog hunting, and it's got to be close. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of that's right here. Um, we also have different zones we go fly. So we fly up on the Red River some. We go down to Mason and San Saba area some and kind of move around. Um, that way we can get all of our guys on fresh pigs every single time we have a hunt. So we're I, not going to sit and hunt the same zones with the helicopter day after day. We move around and, and wipe them out in different territories. Yeah. Do, do the, uh, do the hogs, uh, learn real quick about the sound of a helicopter? All they learn is run. So and that works well for us. <laughs> um, 
So we hunt them in, during the winter time is the only time we can hunt them. We like to hunt them after deer season, so we know that we know no nobody's out in the woods. And yeah. then we have to hunt them when the foliage is off of the leaves or off of the trees with no leaves. So um, we can see the pigs in the woods with no leaves on. And when they see the helicopter coming over, they automatically want to run. And our pilots are so good, they herd them like cattle into open fields. And once we get them out into open fields, all they know is run and get the heck out of town as quick as they can. And unfortunately for them, there's there's no running from a helicopter. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like twofold. You're offering an excellent hunting service, I mean, to outdoorsmen and women that want to get out there and recreate and hunt these feral hogs, but also conservation-wise, I mean, they are just devastating crops for farmers, ranchers, even in the, you know, more urban areas, digging up people's yards. This really has to happen. Are you guys, is it even making an impact or not really? Oh, absolutely. Um, big impact. Um, you're never going to get rid of all of them. Uh, I'll, I'll never tell anybody that we're going to, and you just never will. Uh, you've got to, you've got to kill 70% of the population every year just to maintain the population. Wow. So we, we feel like we're doing that, but we're never going to get access to 100% of ground, right? Cause you're always going to have landowners that aren't going to want you to hunt. You're going to have state and federal owned land that you can't hunt on. And you may hunt everything around them for miles in every direction, but those pigs that are on the places that you can't hunt are going to eventually absorb and kind of sponge out into those other areas. Heli Hunter actually started years ago when Craig was tired of pigs on his own personal family ranch. Um, and, it, and it started with him just going up and killing those pigs. Other farmers said, hey, we see what you're doing there. We'll start paying you. And they paid a premium for, for Craig to fly uh, other properties. And then eventually the, the state started letting us, like you said, have recreational gunners come in and do the shooting. And so it's kind of a win for the farmers. We knocked back the pigs enough to get their crops in the ground. It's where they're not dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage every year. The, the damage is nominal. Um, but then guys get to go out and have the time of their life shooting pigs like what you've seen. Um, Pigman and Nugent and all them do on TV before with us. Yeah. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break, Britt. Can you stick around? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey, we're talking with Brett Jepson. Of course, he's a co-host for Target Rich Environment on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 1.30 in the afternoon. That's right. He's also the founder of uh, Three Curl Outfitters. Uh, now, to learn more about you guys, Mr. Brett, where can we find you online, buddy? You can go to 3curl.com, and that's spelled out, T-H-R-E-E, 3curl.com, or Heli Hunter, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV, part two with Brett Jepson, right after this. Hang tight. Why did the pig cross the road? He got bored. <laughs> they see a pig game, they know that we're for real. You smell that cooking? Miss Piggy's a meal. We love bacon, grits, and ham. The pigs are squealing. Oh, yeah. Sam, I am. Yes, son. Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. No steroids. I'm good. No hormones. This is going to be amazing. No grocery stores. You with me? No. <laughs> the freshest game on earth, cooked to perfection. It's delicious. Imagine that you just season the fish in a way where it looks like it would taste really good. It's wild food heaven. The hunt stops with a masterpiece on your table. Oh, I'm so pumped about this. Taste of the Wild, Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. 
Welcome back to the Revolution with Jim and Trav, and no roads required. Get out and shut up! Now, let's get back to Brett Jepson, co-host of Target Rich Environment on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're talking with Brett Jepson. Of course, he uh, is a co-host of Target Rich Environment on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 1.30. And that is a show that you've got to watch even if you're not a hog hunter. I'm going to tell you what. If you just want to get excited about life, you have to watch Target Rich Environment. I'm serious. You get like all pumped. My palms get sweaty. Yeah. I love watching it. Do you guys, do you find most of your clients, are they from far away? Are they locals? I mean, what does your client base look like for you guys? It depends on the species of animal. So we hunt a lot of different stuff here, kind of in the name there, Target Rich. We have a lot of different targets that we acquire. Yeah. Um, when it comes to hog hunts, we're about 50-50. We've got local guys out of DFW in North Texas that want to come hunt with us, as well as guys that come from other states north that don't have hogs where they're at. And it's like a, a bucket list trip to come down and hunt with us. When you get into the dove and the duck and, and quail and that sort of thing, um, it's mostly local. Uh, most of your uh, Most of your duck hunting destinations in the United States don't include North Texas as your bucket list trip, but we do have some great duck hunting and we kill limits of birds. It's just not something if you're going to travel across the country, hey, I want to go to Dallas to kill ducks. You know, you're going to go to Kansas or Arkansas or something of that nature or the coast in South Texas. So most of our guys are local that come in for, for those kind of hunts. Holy cow. Now, do you guys do much like coyote hunting, anything like that? Oh, absolutely. We're required to. Uh, oh, a really? lot of our farmers and ranchers, if we're going to be out there hunting and you just you let coyotes go by the wayside, you're not going to be there very long. So, um, <laughs> no. we, we've got to help take care of those coyotes for our farmers, and they're, they're definitely plentiful uh, around here. And a lot of our hog hunts, uh, you see a coyote and it turns into a coyote. Shoot, any hunt for that matter, you see a coyote and it turns into a coyote hunt. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the interesting part about it, the, the destruction that the hogs do to a, a land, it, not only just the land and the crops, but also ditch banks and so forth. I mean, they are just devastating a lot of the country out there. And it sounds like you guys are really doing a great service in eradicating them. We do what we can. Um, with the helicopter every year, we shoot anywhere from three to 4,000 pigs a year. Oh, my goodness. And then, uh, That's a and lot then of on the ground, counts. we shoot 1,000 to 1,500 a year. Really? Um, it depends on the hunts and how the hunts go and how much water we get and a lot of different variables, but that's how many pigs we're shooting a year. And, um, wow. you know, w- without what we're doing and, and other hunters in the area, we're not the only ones hunting. You know, there's there's tons of other hunters in the area. So without hunters uh, coming in every day and, and killing these pigs, man, I don't I don't know what some of these farmers and, and ranchers would do. Yeah. Now, you were saying uh, you do thermal for uh, hogs, right? We do. Uh-huh. Oh, that is cool. See, I, this person, I mean, the helicopter is really fun. I'm scared shitless of flying. I mean, I know enough. I like a Montgomery Gentry, and I know what yeah. happened to Kobe Bryant, and I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just scared, okay? Um, but I really, I mean, thermal is something I really love to do. It is so much cool. I, Jimbo loves doing it as well. Oh, yeah. That is something I would really get into with you guys. Do a lot of people book for thermal? Absolutely, absolutely. So we run anywhere from three to five thermal hunts a week on a normal basis, week wow. to week. Um, during planting season right now, when all the farmers are out trying to plant their corn, um, we're trying to keep up with a lot of land and make sure we protect all that corn for those guys. So we're running hunts six, seven days a week. Holy Same cow. during harvest. Um, now, when the corn comes up in June and July and it's six foot tall, we can't see. I've got great thermal that Pulsar makes, awesome thermal. 
but I have no x-ray, not quite yet. So when those mm. crops get up six, seven feet up, we can't see anything. Yeah. When they harvest in August, all of a sudden those pigs have been comfortable in those fields for <laughs> weeks, if not months, and, and they come in and chop it down one day, and bam, um, we're back in business. And so we're hunting six to seven days a week during that time as well because the, the hogs have gotten too comfortable for our liking out in those fields where we couldn't see them for months. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room right now. You've shot four or 5,000 hogs. That's a lot of pork chops on the ground. What do you do with them? Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, we used to be able to donate the meat. Um, we had good good use for it. Hunters for Hungry used to take some of it. We had other different places that would use it for various reasons. We're, we're restricted now. Our hands are tied. What? That's um, no longer approved for us to be able to do so. So we do have people, locals, that'll that'll take some meat. A lot of our farmers and ranchers, as we're hunting their land, their workers will come and take some of the meat. But as far as um, mass, being able to take hundreds of pigs on a weekly basis to anywhere, our government no longer allows us to be able to do that and use that meat for any of those types of organizations. Well, just once again, I mean, it proves how smart our government is. I mean, you look, <laughs> you look at the way things are being managed right now. It's amazing what is happening. And obviously, they know better than everyone else yeah so obviously you know and that hey, well they're <laughs> go on they're smarter than i am i mean we have hundreds of meat hundreds if not thousands of pounds of meat every year that's just laying out there that could go to a great cause but why would we use that whenever we could just throw a bunch of bunch more money at it and hope that that solves the problem i know yeah see i guess we're just not cut out to be politicians that's uh, it maybe we i guess not oh. i'll stick to the pig killing i guess <laughs> it's because we have common sense yeah what? okay there's nothing common about uh, common sense just just uh uh, you know, we got to get to a break, but one thing I want to point out, really cool, you guys do a lot with kids. You're always wanting to get kids involved. You always have kids involved in hunting and projects. Um, that is truly, and it, it is so cliche, but it's the future. It is the future. People talk about it, but they don't take enough time to introduce, to mentor, and that is something you guys do a lot of. Absolutely. So we do youth hunts every year. Um, I've got three kids myself. I take them as hunting as, hunting as much as I can, but it is cliche, like you said, but you know, all of us in the outdoor industry, myself and, and, and every one of us that hunt nowadays would not be here hunting if we didn't have somebody take us when we were young. So to try to keep this alive in a, in a world that's rapidly working against us and with development and losing land and all kinds of things working against the hunter, um, it's imperative. You have to, you know, um, and not only that, it's a lot of fun taking those kids out there and letting them see it for the first time. It's uh, it's something else, you know. There's there's really nothing like it. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Brett Jepson, and of course, he's a co-host of Target Rich Environment on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 1.30 Eastern Time. That's right, and this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. More importantly, though, you have to watch Target Rich Environment. Seriously, folks, uh, if you haven't already, it's going to be your all-time favorite show, and you need to book a hunt with Brett. Uh, Brett, where can we find you online, man? Freecurl.com, T-H-R-E-E-C-U-R-L.com, or helihunter.com, or we're on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us there. All right. got to get to a break. We will return right after this. Check them out on the website. JimandTrav.com. Everything you need to stay connected to the outdoors. Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue next. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. 
Hey, what a great show this week, talking about No Roads Required, and of course, uh, we had a great time with Chris Queen. Yeah, also a cat daddy. He really had nothing to say, <laughs> and so we just talked about making well, it Well, it was heavy. It was lead. <laughs> it was amazing is what it I was. I told him to get the lead out. Uh, also, Brett Jepson. Great lodge. Yeah, that place is so neat. I'd love to go there. Uh, we'll never be invited. No. Anyways, Jimbo, last word, big guy. Hey, we're almost coming up on turkey season, and uh, you're going to find out next week that we're going to have old Christian Berg on the show. Yeah, Christian Berg, Craig Boddington, uh, and Daniel Vitalis, uh, Wild Fed. It's going to be a great show. All right, so two things to remember this weekend. Hammer home firearm safety and uh, set your clocks forward. Spring forward. Spring forward. It sucks, people, but we have to do it. All right, so uh, peace out. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure you visit JimmyTrav.com. We will return right after this. No, next week. Next week. Yep. God bless you, the United States of America. Keep it real. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.